Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. If you have your Bible, stand with me today. Jake, if you'll pedal for just a moment. Very familiar passage. pick up in verse 6 and so it was comma that comma while they were there comma the days were accomplished that she should be delivered Luke chapter 2 that was verse 6 and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room There was no room for them in the end. Heavenly Father, such power in your word. And God, today I I could pretty well be assured that all across this land, I'm not the only one using that piece of scripture to get started. Precious Holy Spirit, I pray that you lead us and guide us in everything that we say. Lord, may your word go forth in power. God, may it go forth in such a way that it will wreck every plan of the enemy and set up a sure foundation, God, for your people. I pray today, God, that through the power of who you are, that, Lord, you would destroy the works of darkness. God, that every obstacle, Lord, that everything today that would even try to hinder your word from going forth, God, would be removed and that you would be seen, God, as victorious in this place. Today, Lord, for those that are watching from home, online, or listening, God, wherever this message may find them, he that hath an ear, let him hear. God, let us understand the power of your word. And God, let it be used in us to defeat the enemy. We give you glory today, Lord. I'm going to go ahead and thank you for what you're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and thank you for, for that healing. I'm going to go ahead and thank you for that salvation. I'm going to go ahead and thank you, God, for what you're restoring right now. I'm, going to, I'm just going to go ahead and thank you, God, that somebody's famine is stopping today and the favor of the Lord's getting ready to get poured out on them. Well, thank you ahead of time. We love you, Jesus. Do what you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everybody said, Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, there's more than what meets the eye. There's more than what meets the eye. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Mike. 
Appreciate you all so much. Lord, our folks today, as we get started, I really got one statement and two questions. And it's my hope that I'll be able to get through these. So this piece of scripture that we launched from has been, I guess, my mainstay for years. It's just a launching point for me today. And you all know, as I done kindly a play on words there, you can see the word I. And many of you have heard the statement before, more than meets the eye. There's more than what meets the eye in that manger years ago. Because more than a baby, more than Mary's baby, there was a blessing unto all mankind. And in essence, there's just something there that's waiting for so many because so many of us may have Christ or so many may have Christ in just an infancy, if you will, when he truly needs to grow up into all things into your life. There's more than what meets the eye. Today, when you begin to think about that, you, you begin to think about the things that we want and the things that we need. And as this continues to preach out, you're going to find that really we try to put things under the wrong tree. And we try to look for things that fulfill us by what the world gives. I want to do something this morning as an illustration of more than meets the eye because truly today there's never been a time in human history to where I believe that society and culture has been any more I or me serving than it is right now. And I'm going to say this, how I feel, how, how I think, and how I this and how I that. But I need to tell you that Jesus did not come to fulfill the I of who he was. His main purpose, his, no, the purpose in him was to be the Lamb of God and to be slain so that you and I, could have freedom today through the power of that precious blood. And you know what? There's people today that are sitting in churches that are living in such captivity because of religion or because of a doctrinal issue or because of this or that. I want to declare today that therefore who the Son makes free is free indeed, that you are free in Jesus Christ to raise your hands, to clap your hands, to shout His name, and to declare who He is. I'm so thankful today that we don't go by a program. There's always a pattern. There's a pattern. There can be those things, but I'm so thankful that we don't have to follow this and we don't have to follow that, that we can follow the Holy Ghost of God and declare that our God, how many of y'all know He's still alive? Hallelujah. There's more than what meets the eye. So when you begin to ponder that, how I feel, how I think, Amy, if you could help me today, it would be awesome. Could you help me today? Could you do that? Now, she's going to help me. She's going to come over here and get these three boxes, and I'm going to come right down here. There's three boxes right over here. Three boxes. Now, I want you to imagine this. I wrote this down so I would remember it. The first point, Kathy, is more than meets the eye, the statement. Could you imagine sitting with your family at Christmas and opening gifts, and under the tree there were gifts from others to you? You can just sit them right here. I don't know about it, your all's house, but for years what we've done, that when we open those, we celebrate the king, we do all of that, and then usually we get something for somebody else. And there's usually one person that's there that hands out gifts, and they read whatever that it is on there. And they begin to do that. Now, I want you to imagine this for just a moment. I want you to think about that setting. 
Oh, there's some gifts. Let's see who the first gift is for. Now imagine you've got gifts in there from other people. But what's this? Give me that first gift. What's that say? To Wayne from Wayne. It's just what I wanted. No, stay with me. There's more than what meets the eye. Now, can you imagine being around that Christmas? I'm not done yet. I got more gifts. Could you imagine being around that tree and you getting gifts from everybody else and you not giving anybody else anything? Dwayne from Wayne. I'll open it later. There's another one. What's that one say? To Wayne from Wayne. Steve and I knew you wouldn't, so I did this for myself. It's all about I. Imagine being around that tree and how embarrassing that it would be. There's another one. It's bigger. What's that one say? To Wayne from Wayne. I shouldn't have. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Clemens. You did wonderful handing out the gifts. Can I tell you something? Every one of those boxes are empty. They have nothing in them. When I say more than what meets the eye, being such a self-centered people, well, I, I feel, I care, all of these things that I've already attributed. Well, what about me? Jesus never came. There was so much more than what meets the eye. Listen, even... He never came to fulfill Himself. He came... To fulfill our leader, you and I. And we live in our own world and somebody says, well, you know, I don't know where God is. Can I tell you something? Your world's all about you and your world is too small for my big God to fit in. But there's plenty of room in His kingdom. Can I get a witness? Do you understand that when you take your eyes off of you, and you put your eyes on him. Why? Because that's a pattern. He never put his eyes on himself. When they put a plaited crown of thorns on his head, his eyes was never on himself. When they spat upon him, drove nails into his hands, when they ridiculed him, criticized him, said he's a lunatic, he's a fake, he's this, he did not stop. Why? Because his eyes was not on what other people's thought. He didn't come for what you think. He came to die for your sins son there has to be more than what me said what do you mean wife it's about my needs what do you mean husband god forbid that we would be so self-serving in a marriage that it was only about my needs when you were married you became one well i don't care what you think 
Hear that big eye in there? Hear that big eye? Well, I want my needs met. By the way, I seem mad. I'm really not mad. I just get really passionate. More than what meets the eye. And when you stop to think about that, let me tell you, let me tell you where we're at. And, and this is the thing. I, I'm going to give you some scripture here. I just launched from Luke. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Write it down. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you, before you get his mind, you've got to lose yours. Turn to somebody and say, you need to lose your mind. Because if you're going to have the mind of Christ, it's not going to be about I anymore. It's going to be about you. And it's going to be... Let this mind be in you that was also about Christ. Or that was also, when the word said, was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. How many of y'all got a reputation? Hold on, let me back up. How many of y'all had a reputation? Pastor, you know something about me. Let me tell you what Jesus did. He made himself of no reputation. That means that when he came, he wasn't looking at that time for people to bow to him, Paul. He wasn't looking. Mm -mm. Uh, when he came the first time, he came as the Lamb of God. I call him my king. Matthew attributes him as a king, and I still I call him my king. He's the soon and coming king in that sense. But I'm going ahead and speaking that prophetically when I speak it. How many of y'all know he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords? See, you're already up. And see, you can operate in him being the king when you're in the kingdom. Is that making sense yet? Somebody said, what's the difference between a kingdom and an empire? A kingdom has a king and an empire has imps. Let me move on. Made himself of no reputation, taken upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself, become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. Uh-oh. Every other name? Put any name you want to put where you want to put it. I don't care. I don't care what name you put. He's still above that name. He's above that name. He's above any name of disease. He's above any dignitary. He's above any president that's ever been or will ever be. He's above any prince that's in the Middle East that's ever been or will ever be. Why? Because he is Jehovah God. Jehovah God. There has to be more than what meets the eye. So God has done that, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, not just on things in heaven, but things in earth and things under the earth. I like that. Not just things here, not just things there, but things under the earth. Can I tell you something? If you'll receive it, you've got dominion on three levels. You've got dominion here if you take it over who's in front of you and trying to come against you. You've got dominion in heaven because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Are, am I getting anybody yet? You've got authority there too. But let me tell you where you have more authority. That listen, you've got authority over hell in Jesus' name. You just need to receive it and understand. It 
doesn't say that he won't make or form a weapon against you, but it cannot and will not prosper. The enemy said, I've got death. Death will take him out. Death will take them out. I've got the grave. It'll hold him. Can I tell you? Death's not going to get it done. The grave could not get it done. And Jesus is the first and the last. (laughs) I heard somebody say one time, people get up in the morning, oh, I don't know what the devil's going to do to me today. I want the devil getting up in the morning if he sleeps, and I want him to get up and say, oh, I don't know what the church is going to do to me today. Oh, the enemy's wrecking havoc on my life. Pastor, will you pray with me? The devil's been on my back. Would you kick him off? It ain't his rodeo to be riding you. Oh, Pastor, tell the enemy to get off of your back in Jesus' name and put him under your feet. Somebody say once and somebody say and for all. Jesus died once. Jesus died once and for all. Come on, give God some praise. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Jesus will not die again. He didn't just come to a Republican, a Democrat, white, black, blue, yellow. He came for all of us. Why? Because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. He's a Jew. He's this. He's that. He can be whatever he needs to be to you. But he's my king. He's my deliverer. He's my restorer. He's my redeemer. He's the water walking, stone rolling king. Boy, I'll tell you what, get to that place. Listen, where there's a fire, shut up in your bones. And listen, every bit of everything in that word has got to come out. I don't just say it. I believe it. When I say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's more than black ink on a page. It's the word of God. And the word of God has authority. Telling you right now, more than what meets the eye. There's got to be more. When people look at you, they looked at Paul, and Paul even alluded to this. I'll paraphrase a bunch here. They looked at Paul and said, hmm. I, Paul even stated, he said, they're going to look at him and say, well, you know, he's small. He's got big words. Paraphrase, he got some big words. He talks a big talk. But he ain't nothing but a little bitty old man. Can I tell you something? People look on the outside. God looks on the inside. Let me, let me just share this with y'all real quick. More than what meets the eye. When the prophet came and said, listen, I've come to anoint one of your boys, Jesse. Seven of them went by. Said, is this all there is? Well, there's one more. But he out feeding the sheep. Hello? He's out feeding the sheep. The prophet said, I ain't going to sit down till you fetch him. He said, we're going to rate right here. He said, I know everything that's passed before me. I know that's your first one. I know he's taller. He may be stronger. But can I tell you, taller and stronger still doesn't get the heart of God. Hang on. They waited until they brought little David back. I don't know how little David was. But I'm going to tell you this. You need to hear me right now more than what meets the eye. Some of you right now are thinking, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. Can I tell you the day that Samuel anointed him? It wouldn't be the next day that he'd fight the giant. You need to hear me right now. God is anointing you, church. Listen to me, Lonnie. God is anointing you today to kill the giant tomorrow. 
the anointing came before the battle ever started. Why do you think that, listen, why do you think a whole army was held back? They didn't have the heart of David. They didn't have the anointing. Well, I'm just going to make it. I, I've had me a Sunday school class. I'm singing my... I'm telling you right now, you need the anointing of the Holy Ghost of God. I still believe. I'm going to tell you all right now, 2021, I'm already working on 21 for 21. Let me tell you this. God is going to make you stronger than you've ever thought you could be. There's a, I'm speaking prophetically. There's a release coming from the throne room of God that you better get ready. You better, Listen, you better get your spiritual... You better get your spiritual reservoir ready because if you want more of Him, there's more to be had. Somebody shout stronger. The enemy says, I'm going to wear them out. Can I tell you something? God's given you an anointing. As we begin to wrap up 2020, He's given you an anointing. And on January 1st, you're going to be able to stand and proclaim, God has seen me through. Can I get a witness? He's anointing you. He's anointing you in 2020. I don't need y'all getting me fired up. I don't get fired up from the outside. I get, I get fired up from the inside. Can anybody testify of what I'm talking about right now? I'm talking about that holy flame, that holy God that resonates on the inside of people. That when there's a fire burning on the inside, your tongue will tell it. And your heart will show it. And your walks will what? Right now, listen to me, church. You are more than a name over a sign. You are more than any denominational thought that you ever have. We are being brought together by and through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. He's aligning and assigning a bride right now that the world has never seen before. She's holy. She's spotless. She looks like Him. And she's waiting for Him. You'll see a prostitute rise. You'll see a prostitute of Chrislam, Islam, everything else. You'll see a mix that's coming from within the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, and every other church that says we're here to mold your needs together for what you want. I'm going to tell you right now, they've tried it in the old time, in, in, in the Old Testament. We'll make an image that serves us. We'll make one that has no life in it and no blood in it, and we'll worship that. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no other God like Jehovah. My God has life. Without the blood, there is no life. You will see in 2021, you've heard all the messages on Jezebel, and you'll keep hearing all of that. Let's just go ahead and say done deal with that. She's going to try to control, but you're going to see a prostituted bride rise up, and they're going to speak his name, and they don't know him. You court him, but you're not one with him. And you fade when it gets a little hot. That bride will not make it. It's a false bride. That's just extra. More than what meets the eye. The anointing of David came before the giant was ever in the valley. You need to hear me right now according to to the book of Joshua in chapters 2 and 3. You need to prepare today for your crossover tomorrow. 
He sent mighty men of God throughout the camp, Xavier, and he said, tell them we're on the move. Tell them that, listen, this side of the Jordan is not where we're going to stay. Tell them to prepare. Tell them to get ready because tomorrow we're going to cross this Jordan. And there'll be people that say, water's too swift. I can't do it. But guess what? Those that let the priest of God, I'm talking about, listen, I'm talking about men and women of God that'll put their foot in the water of tribulation and trial first and say, listen, this water's not going to take me. We're going to walk through on dry ground. And there'll be people on the other side, Kevin, that are going to look at you on the other side and they're going to call you everything. Listen, you let them... I can't preach all this out. You let them stay in Gilgal. Gilgal is not your place. You are destined for the promises of God. And the anointing that you ask for today and you receive today will defeat Goliath tomorrow. What do you think 2021 is going to bring? Him. Him. What if they don't pass a stimulus check? I'll get to that in a minute. When people look at you and I, Helena, excuse me, let me say this. Let me get it off me. When they look at you and they see you and you could be tall, you could be short, Eric, you could be anything. But when they look at you in just a quick conversation, they begin to say, there's more there than what meets the eye. Telling you right now, you raise up. In Jesus' name, you hear me, church. You are not alone, and you have never been alone. This is not your battle as long as you are fighting in his name. If you fight for your name, you'll continually be defending yourself. But when you fight for him, he is on your side. More than what meets the eye. More than what meets the eye. What about David? Hallelujah. What about David? What about Paul? His words are weighty. But he's small in stature. I was sharing this with Asher this week, and it may have been him or somebody else that had shared this with me before, that when you think and you see the pictures, just real quick, you think of Samson, you see these big pictures, don't we, Kathy? Him being this big muscled up behemoth of a man, and we think of his strength, and we think of all of that. I don't think that was the case. I think he was a small man. Because if he'd been that big, everybody would have expected it. Uh Uh-oh. People look at you, Jacob, and they say, I didn't expect that. You're looking at the outside. I'm built from the inside out. Because if he could have done it, then God couldn't have got the glory. God is assigning you this year. You need to hear me. And you will miss your assignment if you don't get the alignment. That, that's just common. You've heard that all preached out before. But I'm telling you, I'll get to lining up too. But right now, you need to be more than what meets the eye. Turn to somebody and say, it's not about me. How many of you just lied to somebody? Uh-oh. Let me move on. I didn't set you up like Yeah, I did. I did. Second point is this, Eric. Turn to somebody and say, have we spent too much? How many of you after Christmas say, 
I already seen somebody going. How many of you after, don't raise your hand. How many of y'all know somebody that after Christmas they say we spent way too much? We spent way too much. The average spent in the United States, America, per person, or just in people, and just, just within us, within the families, $1,000. Depending on which website you look at or what statistic you see, the average is a thousand. Dave Ramsey, how many of y'all listen to Dave Ramsey? How many of you should? Let me move on. Dave Ramsey says for a family making fifty thousand, you should spend about eight hundred dollars. Now, within that, within the whole world, Americans are the biggest spenders. How many of you think that we as American Americans spend at least $50 billion on Christmas. I said at least. How many of you think we spend $100 billion? Would you believe, according to my research, that we as Americans, as compared to the world, we spend $1 trillion? Pastor Wayne, how much is one trillion dollars? It's a one with, is it 12 zeros, somebody? And can I tell you? It's a bunch. And Congress throws a trillion around like it's a fish hook. I'm going to preach this out, y'all hang on. Jake, would you, where's Jake? You don't you hide on me, Jake, where you at? Don't you hide. Now listen, let me tell you how much. You can stand right down here, Jake. If you spend, I got scripture. For those of y'all who think I don't have scripture at this point, I do. Just stay with me. If you spent, Jake, $1 million a day since Jesus was born, $1 million a day since Jesus was born, considering his natural birth, you still would not have spent a trillion dollars by now. And we say, oh, if y'all could get a picture real quick, Eric, you know that debt clock thing, if you can find that somewhere. So now here's the thing. So when we begin to look at that, we think about how much is that? My question, and I'm going to keep this, I want to keep you, have we spent too much? Now for those of you right now that are feeling guilty, I'm not really here I don't want you to feel guilty. I just want you to feel convicted. Let me move on. So what I'm saying is this, I don't want you to feel guilty. Because, yeah, I just don't want you to feel guilty. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. We fight. I wrote this down for me. We fight over saving the planet. Still within that, have we spent too much? We spend so much time fighting over to save the planet. And by the way, can I tell you something in regards to that? We should be good stewards of what God has given us. Can I get a witness all over the house? We should be. We should be. It's true. I can take you biblically. I can show you that. But we should have dominion and authority over the creation, not the creation having dominion and authority over us. Okay? What happens is when we get out of order. If you all don't believe that, let your grass grow up. Y'all will get that later. Let me move on. 
the word. When you think about that. So we fight over saving the planet. And we don't fight over saving people. I don't get it. We fight to save an owl and a tree. And we stand for that. And we lay down when they're taking lives out of the womb. You'll get thrown in jail if you destroy an eagle's egg. Or if you say mean things about a puppy, you will be hated. But yet, we do what we do. And we allow what we allow. You see, I need to tell you right now, I'm going to separate with a lot of people, and I don't mean to. I'm not here to take a political stand. I am here to take a spiritual and a biblical stand. And to declare today that God is the one that ordained life. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly and most assuredly. Understand that. Have we spent too much? Look at the effort. I'm going to give Jake. Jake, I was going to. Oh, I know where it's at. I got your Christmas present. I hope it's up here. It is. It's up here. I want to do this publicly. Come here, Jake. It's a gift from me. and It's not from your mom. Because she'd get real mad at me. He's so happy. He's like, oh, man. He, he knows. <laughs> I don't even say nothing. What is that? Jake said, that's big money. Jake, have I spent too much? Yes or no? Wrong answer. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Y'all are all saying, how much is that for? Is my name at the bottom, yes or no? Yes. And he said, and the top, by the way. Jake, how much is that made out for? One million dollars. Amy said, I hope that came from your account. Jake, I just wanted to show you how much I love you. Pastor, what's that got to do with anything? Jake, the next thing I want to tell you is this. That check ain't no good. (laughs) Stay with me a minute. The world is out here offering you everything. And they don't have the name to back Well, if you'll be this religion, if you'll be that religion. That's not worth the ink that I wrote it with. It was a lie when I wrote it. Well, I tell you what, if we get another stamp. 
Now listen, I'm going to tell you right now, there's people in America that need help. And how many of y'all behind that? Come on, let's give, listen, we're behind it. We're behind it. But I'm telling you right now, the United States is printing paper, not money, because there's nothing to back it up. Can I get a witness from it? Do you understand? They're giving you a false hope. In God we trust is not on the paper that they put it on. It's on the cross at Calvary that we trust in. That right there is no more than a bogus lie. Brother Wayne, what are you preaching? I'm telling you right now, my peace does not rest upon the government that I have. It does not. I love this piece of scripture, Cindy, and I don't know why I think of you. I think you conveyed it to me years ago. Is it Isaiah 9, 6 that says the government is upon his shoulder? The government is upon his shoulder. Now, Jake, Stephen, that's made out to the Sicilian bank. Leave my guests alone back there. Don't you, be, don't you go against my script, dog. <laughs> so you go take this to Stephen and say, I'm going to cash this. Watch what, Stephen. Stephen, what does ISF mean? Insufficient funds. When you die, you better hear me. When you die, somebody told you that going to church would be enough. Somebody told you that you could believe in Allah, Jesus, Buddha, and everybody else. I'm sorry. I'm not saying those ain't other gods. I'm just saying they're not the God. They're not Jehovah God. The world's handing out checks all the time. Insufficient funds. Pastor? What about you? <laughs> oh, listen, man. I'm getting paid some dividends. I made a decision when I was 16. I didn't fully grasp it, but I'll tell you what. I started grasping it when I was 30, and the Holy Ghost has given me some. Oh, come on, somebody. You getting those annuities from the Lord? <laughs> Give me that check. <laughs> what do you mean? You can frame that. I've already put void on my. But anyway, stay right there. <laughs> Stephen, if he brings that to the bank, you better call me. Because if it's some kind of rule, go to it. Ain't nothing in there. That's $3. That don't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> Look here. Folks, I've got to tell you right now. Have we spent too much believing in the wrong thing? Have we spent? I'm not done yet. Because somehow we've got this false narrative and this false thought that something outside is going to fulfill what is inside. How many of y'all ever got duplicates at Christmas? You got like two or something? Yeah. And you know what we do? We stress out and we worry. Give Jake a hand. You can go, Jake. You can go. He's going to take his blank, his check and run. That'll bounce higher in the courthouse clock, Jack. Have we spent too much? Let me tell you what we do, Alvin. This is horrible. But somehow we try to fulfill with the wrong thing. 
And what we do is this, is that so many times, and money's not the thing, but we'll spend and we'll spend and we'll, we'll spend something for something people won't even wear or they won't even use. Some of you are going like, hmm, I wish I had this message three weeks ago. Hmm. No, when it's from your heart, what spend? I'm up here, big dog. Unless something changed, he didn't get me nothing else. But I don't need nothing else from him. What I need from him, from me, is love. It's not about I, Lisa. When Jesus gives you love, that's the greatest gift you can give. Oh, listen, don't be beat down if you got the, the cool whatever or this or that. Don't, don't, you know, you got him for this or that. But can I tell you? That's not what it's about. Have we spent too much? Let me show you real quick. Yeah, man, I'm still early. I'm early. I told y'all I was going to bring you some scripture. How many of y'all so, oh, I've got to finish some of this out. Hang on a minute. By the way, within all of that, within those statistics, 7% will not spend anything on anybody. Cheapskate. No, you know why they won't? Because it's their principle of religious reasons. That's theirs. And by the way, if that's you out there watching, I, I was kidding about calling you a cheapskate. Average, Americ average Americans will spend 15 hours shopping and only minutes praying if we pray at all. Which that is a week. I, I think that's really low. Average American will spend 15 hours shopping. Watch this. Everybody in the house, how many of you have spent more than that shopping online? Oh, conviction setting in. Jake, come to the piano. Hallelujah. <laughs> How many of you did it at work? My boss is watching. No, I'm just kidding. But listen, stay with me a minute. So we do all of that. 22% will go in debt this Christmas. And you'll be in bondage for the rest of the year, painted on your credit card. For things that people will not wear or take back, break, or play with until the next new version comes out. Have we spent too much? When you spend it all, you'll know it. As I was pondering that, Larry, I was thinking about my mind went to two different places. The Word of God says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of my goods that follows, that, that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, he took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And verse 14 says, I love this part right here, Josh. He said, And when he had spent all, comma, America's going broke. America's going broke. Well, Pastor, I know it. Those stimulus checks, I'm not against that. I'm really not. It's not one of those things. But can I tell you, we can't spend our way out of the trouble we're in. This is a sin problem in the United States of America. Come on. I got at least one person with me. Listen, do you understand? Stimulus won't get it done. When you start spending, America is in debt to China, to Russia, 
to everybody else that's buying up stock in America. And America is losing the very stock that should count. And that's the very liberty and the very freedom that comes from this book. And we're surrendering it every time that we kneel to others. Brother Wayne, I just seen a prophetic video on that. I just seen this. I just seen that. Can I tell you, it's in the book. It's in the book. But the Word of God says, does America have a, listen, does America have a chance? Does it? Yes. I'm not one of these guys that say we're too far gone. Why? Because I'm more than hopefully optimistic. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. And as long as the Holy Ghost is still active, there's still time for people to change. Whether Congress does or not, you can. The Word said, and after having spent all, I really believe this prophetically. And, and I just, when I was praying this morning, it just came to me, boy, just rich. America will have to go broke in order to come back to the Father. Because as long as there's any resource at all other than Him, they will try it. How many of y'all are thankful that you have the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the inside of your heart? How many of you are thankful for the King of kings and the Lord of lords? How many of y'all have a daily relationship with the Father? You see, I'm this guy. I went and said, give me everything you got, God. I was born that way, okay, just as all of us were. Give me everything I got coming to me. Give me all of that, and I've spent it. The Word says spending all that substance. America right now is in substance abuse. We are so out of whack when we think I'll have another child, so it'll be another $250 on my Social Security or whatever that it is. Your child has got to be more than the dollar on the end of a paper. I can't believe he just, I didn't preach that for you. I preached that for him. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is that that is not the answer. You are not looking for a payday that way. When you have that baby, when you conceive that baby, there is an eternity on the inside of you that will end up somewhere. We need food on the table, absolutely. By the way, anybody listening, if you are listening today, if you are listening, we have a food bank that is overflowing and we want to get rid of all of it. Can I get a witness? Every bit of it. If you are hungry in this county or surrounding county, counties, 270-287-9117. There's an eternity. we got to have food on the table. I understand that. But there needs to be Jesus in your heart. Pastor, what are you trying to say? Turn to somebody and say, I don't really owe you anything. Who told you? Who told you that the United States of America, believing in these Judeo-Christian principles, that it owed you any more than an opportunity? You don't understand the way I was raised. You want my story? You want my story about burnt oatmeal? Milk could come in a box and not in a jug. You want my story about peanut butter that you long for, that when you open the can it had enough grease sand on you, you see your whole reflection in it? Let me tell you about making that peanut butter right. You threw sugar in it. 
Where's my brother Bobby? Bobby, am I right? Pastor, you had it so hard. We didn't have it as hard as others. But I had a mama that said, I'll work for a dollar and 75 cents an hour at a sewing factory down in Brownsville, Kentucky. And I had a dad, even though we were divorced, he tried his best to send an alimony check or whatever it's called. You had it stacked against you. Can I tell you something? That's the hand. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Boy, that hand was stacked against you. Can I tell you, all of that hand could be stacked against me, that could be dealt against me and everything else. I don't rely on that hand. I rely on that nail-pierced hand that said, I don't have to be that. So if you're listening to me right now and you're saying, there's all... I'm just, it's just crawling up the back of my neck. If it's going up my neck, it's getting to my head. I don't know who told you that you could be enabled. I don't know who told you. But it's time to work. It's time to believe. It's time to trust in an almighty God. Pastor, you don't know my situation. There's not one person in this place that if you can't work because of a physical reason, even a mental reason, I'll guarantee you there's not one person in this place, and I believe there's not one person online that says, you know what, I want to help that person. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about have we spent too much time trying to get a vote and to line this up and to line that up instead of lining ourselves up with the Word of God. I'm telling you, man. I ain't plowing with the world's plow no more. I'm going to hang on to this old gospel plow right here and I'm going to let it dig as deep as it needs to to get to the heart of somebody that wants change. How many, anybody in the house wants some change today? You can have it. You can have it. i got to get to the last point. You're saying, what a Christmas message. Stay with me. I want people to change. I'm here to speak life and not death. I'm here to encourage you at every corner and every curb that I find you on. I'm here to tell you you don't have to live like that. Why? Because I don't want you to die like that. You can live in the fullness of an almighty God. Quit worrying about what other people say about you. Read the book and see what he promised you and your life will change. Your life will change. Lock the doors, guys. We're not ready to leave yet. That's not true, people online. They're like, man, we can shut this one off. And having spent all, and not many days after, the word says that there arose a mighty famine in the land. This is, listen, I'm going to show you procession or progression here. After he was broke, then the famine came. Got two things against you. I'm broke, and there ain't even nothing to get. Today, where do people go to hear the gospel? Listen, remove me from even being your pastor, your preacher today. Where do people go to get their feet, to get their feel? Then there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Praise God for want. How many of you want things to change? How many of you are ready for things to change? Then do something about it. I can't go to church. I can't do this. I've heard enough. I can't. I can't. I can't. Listen, church is not where we go. It's who we are.
are. Can somebody praise the Lord today? It doesn't keep you from telling somebody about Jesus. When he spent all in the Word of God, and this is where we're at. See the progression. I'm broke. There's nothing to buy. There's a famine in the land. He was in want. And then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And what happened? He started feeding the pigs. What's happening today in America? You're joining yourself to another country. Well, that country's not so bad. That country's not. This is the United States of America. Not the divided states of America. I believe in one God, Lord Jehovah. I believe fully and wholeheartedly in Him and in Him alone. I'm going to make some people mad here. I know that I am, and that's okay. you got a week or two to get over it or longer if you need it. But I'm telling you right now, I still believe this is a Christian nation because there's still Christian people in this nation. I still believe that. I still believe not only that revival is coming, I believe revival is here to those that want it, those that need it, and those that can feel it. There's a revival taking place right now in God's holy temple, not out here. Do you know you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Being in want. You know what he did? He just said, well, it's over. I'm going to eat with the pigs. America one day will come to itself. And it'll say, I've left the Father. Those that come back will come. Those that come to themselves will come back. How many of you got lost loved ones right now, backslidden, lost, backslidden peoples in your life? Somebody shout, they're coming home. Somebody shout, they're coming home. You know why? Because you're not going to quit praying that they're going to come to their self. Listen, they're in want right now. They Come on home, prodigal. Come on home. Get them, Holy Ghost. Get them right now in the pig pen. Get them, Holy Ghost. Living like a pig, and you don't have to. There's a trail to the pig pen that many are choosing today and joining themselves with other allegiance and other alliances. I'm going to tell you right now, you better know who you serve. It's going to get mixy. But you better know who your God is. I got to get through this last point. Turn to somebody and say, wake up, he ain't done. Anyway, do you know the rest of the story? He came to himself, and he said, "Mm, in my father's house, he began to just know the blessings of the father. You know what he did, and I love this. I can look out this old window right here, and I see myself. I can look all the way back to when I was far away and living in the pig pen and living a hellish life and coming to myself. And I remember, Amy, when the Holy Ghost got a hold of me and said, you're not living where you should be living. And Holy Ghost says, it's time to come home. I remember saying, I smell like that. I look like that. I'm going to get up out of this mess. And if i got to crawl back, if i got to run back. I'm going to get back to my father. And you know what? He didn't have his back turned to me when I came. 
He never took his eyes off of me. And just like he hadn't taken his eyes off you, waiting for you to come back. Well, somebody told me I couldn't get back. Somebody told me this and somebody told me that. Why don't you get the somebody that's a nobody out of your life and quit worrying about everybody else and start getting to the one that can save you and change you. Oh, I get so happy, Dax. I get so excited when I get that picture in my mind, Kathy. I can see myself coming and I start, I see the Father. See, it ain't that I could see his tears that far off, but I felt them. He said, my boy's coming back. Some of you today may, may feel like he's a long way off, but you keep walking. You keep coming. He's just as close as the mention of his name. What am I talking about? The day that he changed his mind is the day that God started changing his heart. Can I get a witness? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Somebody said, i got to get to that altar to get saved. Can I tell you, when the Holy Ghost moves in your heart in the pew, your heart is beginning to change right at that point. Haven't spent all. Broke ain't bad. Broke ain't bad. Broke will be a place where he can get in. Have we spent too much? i got a lot more there that I need to get to, and I'm not going to be able to get it. Third point, real quick. Question, are things lining up? Are things lining up? Jake, will y'all come? Asher, can y'all come? Mike, whoever else. There was y'all's opportunity to be in the praise team. When I said anybody else, that was your opportunity. You missed it, forget it, stop. Are things lining up? Any of you that have spent any time in the Word of God, you're reading Matthew 24, you're, you're reading Luke 21, you're reading Revelation 1 through 3, you're reading all these things, you're reading Revelation 4, all this, all this stuff being posed or pulled in that direction, you're reading that. Why? Because it's strange times we're living in. Perilous times we're living in. Hey, didn't I hear that preacher say one time? Are things lining up? The Word of God says in Luke chapter 21, in verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear. What kind? And for looking after those which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Let's stop right there for just a moment. Many of you know, you're aware of kind of what's going on. I'm not really that much of a stargazer, but I like looking at the night sky. Amy couldn't tell you how many times that if we get of our vehicle at night and on top of the old hill there, that if it's a clear night, I'll look up and I'll just stop. She won't even say anymore, why would you stop? I just look up at the stars and I'm just in amazement. And when it's real clear, when it's real clear, and those stars got just a little bit more sparkle and a little brighter, I just stop like a sheep. And that's where I forget about you, that he made that for you. I thought he did all that for me. 
Because, see, Jared, he just narrows it down. And he said, because you took time and you just stopped. Oh, no, we'll stop. We'll take our time to the video, the, the this, the that. We'll, yep. But did you just stop? Are things lining up? Tomorrow will mark something that hasn't happened in around 800 years. It happens about every 80 years, but not with the alignment that it's doing this year, not with such accuracy. Jupiter and Saturn will almost perfectly align. Stay with me. And will appear to be one to the naked eye. While that's something truly amazing, what's even more amazing is that it will happen on the day on a particular day. Now you think, how many of y'all heard about that? Going at the G, you know, they're talking about that, and then that takes us back. But for it to happen right now. I told Amy the other night as I was coming in the house, she said, What are you doing? I said, Well, I said, right there. I said, there they are. I said, here's Jupiter and Saturn. And I seen them. I seen the moon here. Here's Saturn. Here's Jupiter. Jupiter's the bigger one. Right? So here they are. And I said, they're getting ready to line up. And for any of this that I mess up, just give me some grace. But what will happen are things lining up. What will happen this year that's a little bit different, Asher, is that this will happen on the first day of the winter solstice. Solstice. Pastor, what's that? Shortest day of the year. Shortest day of the year. It's the day that there's less sunlight than there is any other day of the year. You're like, ooh. Coincidence? Probably not. I'm not here. I'm not one of these guys gloom and doom. I'm not that guy, but please stay with me. Can I tell you, the day is far spent. Time is running out. Things are lining up. For it to happen on that very day. And you say, well, there's sign. Listen, we've heard about the blood moons. We've done this. We've seen that. We've seen all of these things. And what is God trying to get us to do? Look up. Look up. Don't look to the White House. Don't look to Congress. Don't look to this judge. Look to our supreme judge. Look to the King of Kings. Look up. him preach at don't matter if you heard me preach it do you believe it the key is not just in what you hear the thing is this is that he didn't line it up right I'm telling you right now you need to hear me are things lining up what happens is this. It's time for sons and daughters to start lining up with the Father. It's time. Now, if you're out of line, Jupiter, come over here. 
She's out here by herself. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people, Kevin, that are out of line. When you begin to study astronomy, which I've not hardly at all, there are what they call wandering stars, that they're there sometimes and sometimes they're not. And yet there's those that are stationary. There are those that are always there when you look. Jesus is not a moving star. He is there every time you look. So what is all of this about? How is all this coming together on the shortest day of the year? Church, I'm going to tell you again. You all can be seated. I'm going to tell you again. Time is running out. I feel a shift every year in the terminal equinox. I feel as the days started to get shorter, I can feel that. I can feel a weight that hell tries to press on me and says darkness is going to overtake light. And many times that would come upon my mind until I started understanding that I'm not operating in the flesh. I can operate in the spirit. And in the spirit there is no darkness at all. standing behind you and you better know who you're standing for boy my finger I'm telling you I've been pointing a lot today haven't I as I close today where are you at You're in church on Sunday, but how's your life going to line up tomorrow? Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm tagging it off. I'm tagging it off. More than what meets the eye. Have we spent too much? And are things lining up? When Jesus comes back, there won't be a Catholic line, a Baptist line, or anything else getting this line. There's only one line, and it's the bloodline. And if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and none other, none other, He does not mix with any other. He cannot, He will not. He's holy, He's righteous. Heavenly Father, we love you today. And God, today I know there's so many hearts in here, mine included. Lord, I just need to surrender. God, have I spent too, too much time? Have I spent too much complaining, murmuring? Things that don't matter. Your word said if we spent more time, paraphrasing Lord to you, but if we spent more time arguing about genealogy and doctrine and different things than than telling people about you. God, today as we survey our heart more than what meets the eye, God, I can repent right now. I do before you. God, forgive me. It can't be all about me. Not if I'm serving you. And right now, listen, if you're out of line, 
It's time to get in line. And listen to me, church. I held this back for you. Why look up? Because your redemption draws nigh. This is not a time for you, listen to me, church, for you to have your head hung down low. It's time for you to be looking up. Still with an eye on humanity as far as to reach them, but looking up. Because we know that this is already a done deal. And Lord, today, anyone within the sound of my voice, if there's one, God, that doesn't know you, bring them home. God, right now to the prodigal, listen to me, prodigal, come to yourself. God loves you. He hasn't turned his back on you. Come out of that old pig pen. You've spent it all and you're broke. You're empty. Come home. God, for this church and God, this community, this body of Christ here in Grayson County in the state of Kentucky and even all across this land collectively. God, we as a blood-bought bride, as a remnant bride, God, we agree in this house that you've appointed us under this day and we are going to rise and shine. We're going to walk this out. God, today let conviction come to where conviction need be and do what you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. The altar's open. Families, if you want to pray, come pray. If you lost there online, don't shut us off yet. The Lord's dealing with your heart. Bow your knees and most importantly, bow your heart to Him. And say, Lord, how? Lord Jesus, save me. Take all my sin away. And you can be free. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, the same shall be saved. Can we give God some praise in this house? I believe that. In this house. If God's telling you to line up, don't you line up with man. You line up with God. You line up with God. Hey everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King.